Funding for Start the Beat is provided in part by our supporters on Patreon. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for everyone else out there, welcome. Feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer, soda, water, coffee, tea, kombucha in the fridge, whatever you like. Cheers to whatever it is that's getting you through the the hellish days that we are living in. Actually, things are getting a little better, I think. I don't know. It's so hard to tell. I was actually supposed to uh, film something with some friends earlier today, and one of them got the vid, so we couldn't hang out. It's still around. It's still real. It's still, still taking out the homies. Jeez Louise. It's a good thing I'm just hanging out at home and we're recording an episode remotely today, trying to stay safe. But enough about me and enough about all of that uh, stuff that we're tired of talking about. I'm sitting here today with someone who is a, a new guest to the show. Maybe the first time I've ever had a conversation with this individual, to be completely honest. I know we've been friends on social media for years, but at this point, who hasn't? We've all had thousands of friends for way too long that we don't know. So I'm going to get to know this son of a bitch on the other end of the camera today. Everybody, make some noise for my new friend, Derek Woods. Hey, what's up? How's it going? The internet is happy that you're here. I'm happy that you're here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Great to be here, man. Cool. I'm glad that we were finally able to do this. I know we've been chatting on and off about doing it, just waiting until like we could like link up in person to make it happen. But <laughs> I just I don't think it's happening anytime soon. It's just oh boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy. We don't gotta get into that. I feel like you know, uh the whole conversation, like anytime I talk to somebody that's not in the music realm that I know they're like, so what are you doing? What are you going to do? How's it going? I'm just like, bro, like let's talk about anything. Let's macaroni and cheese, chips and salsa, whatever. Don't, don't let's, let's not bring this up, but how are you just hanging in there? You know, pandemic aside, how's everything going with the band? Uh, everything's going good. Surprisingly, it's been uh, pretty awesome for us. Uh, we just won an award uh, for one of our songs which is pretty outstanding for, you know, something happening during a pandemic. Uh, and otherwise we've been just doing a lot of uh, rehearsing and getting our show ready for whenever everything lifts and gets back to some kind of normalcy. Totally. Totally. I think that that's the, the best way to approach everything that's going on is just take the little, the little victories and the time to just keep working on stuff behind the scenes. I feel like, for the most part, most independent underground bands can use a little bit more time in the rehearsal space <laughs> and a little exactly. bit, a little bit yeah. less time on stage. If we're being completely yeah. honest, a lot of people kind of rush out there before they're ready, which I totally get. I mean, that's the whole point. We want to be on the stage, but yeah. I think everybody having an extra year and some change to kind of fine tune their craft isn't going to be a bad thing. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And I mean, we were going so hard too before this. So it was nice to kind of take a minute to step back and rebalance and, uh, you know, really focus on some new material that we want to get together and uh, add to the show for a fresh show whenever we come back. Yeah, totally. So the band that we are referring to is, is a, a lovely bunch of individuals known as the Derek Woods Band. Let's get a little bit into the history of this. When did the project start? Why did you start it? Why did you name a band after yourself? What's going on? <laughs> well, uh, I was in bands for years and years and uh, as a guitarist and backup vocalist. Um, and I, I saw you have uh, uh, a purple child on here sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, him and I used to be in a group together back in the day, way back. Um so following actually that group, uh, I moved to Los Angeles and I was doing things just solo under just Derek Woods. Uh, and at that point I was thinking, you know, really, I, I'm done with bands. I'm going to just do stuff solo for a while and focus on just my music. Um, 
And that got old quick, just being, being the only one on stage. I missed, uh, you know, just having that kind of the group vibe and uh, being able to play together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did find some guys uh, in L.A. Uh, that played with me just under my name to start. Um, and then eventually it kind of evolved into Derek Wood's band. And we we ended up bringing it back to Pennsylvania and that is when like the core lineup of Derek Woods band started. So that was about nine years ago now. Super, super cool. So, you know, I find that there's always this, it's really easy to romanticize the idea of just like the solo artist out there hitting the dusty trail, screw everyone else. But I feel like once you've been in a band, especially like a rock band, it's really hard to be on a stage without other people. It is. It is. Yeah. It's, it's a whole different thing. And and I, like I said, I really missed, you know, collaborating with other musicians in the group uh, because that's the way we, we do everything. I I bring things to the table and everyone puts their two cents into the songs and the song grows from there. So without the other ingredients, it's just, you know, it's it's a different, different thing. Yeah. Do you ever feel like, because I recently, you know, for a very long time, I was in a band that was uh, Sykes and the New Violence. Yeah, and, yeah. And we, I always felt there was like this intense responsibility because like my name was at the forefront of the project. Like I couldn't like, it's like I get to yeah. collaborate with other people, but I still feel like everything that happens is my fault to some yeah. degree or like. <laughs> And, and then in a lot of ways, too, I feel like things that other people do, like in the project, maybe they're not getting a proper credit for it. And I'm curious, like how you've like maybe battled with that at all. Just being like, oh, that's the Derek Woods band instead of like, you know, default band name. Like, what is your process with still uh, well, that's, rolling with that? That's the thing. In the beginning, I did get a lot of that. Like, oh, he's got such an ego He named the band after himself and like. Like, what about the other guys? But, I mean, really in the beginning, uh, you know, it, it was about the songs I was writing. Uh, I thought they they were pretty strong songs that I wanted to, you know, start featuring myself as a songwriter. Um, and in the beginning, too, it was just trying to find the right set of guys and worrying that, like, oh, this lineup's going to change. But if it's Derek Woods band, then I'm not, I'm not <laughs> you know, sure. I'm not going to I'm leaving. So, that name remains. Um, but we, you know, we have been lucky after a lot of, uh, in the very beginning, it was a little bit of lineup changes and stuff, but uh, just slight lineup changes. But we have been lucky to have pretty consistent set of guys here now. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, being in a band for coming up on a decade now and being in the music scene for well over that, you know, we're birds of a feather here. Yeah. Like, what is it? about this hustle that still has you in it and like willing to fight the good fight personally? What is it for you? You know what? It's, it it takes a strange breed (laughs) to to stick around. Uh, Cause there, there's been many, many musicians that I've played with through the years, you know, since the start way back um, that have stopped playing. They got, you know, different jobs and, it, maybe, you know, they had a family and they couldn't do both. Um, you know, there's so many different situations, but I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. This is, it's been something that I've always lived and breathed since the very beginning. I've always, you know, just, this is the only thing that's ever on my mind. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's, it, I don't see it ever ending. Yeah. I feel like whenever you're in a project, if it's active, like, I mean, you mentioned, you know, off off conversation that we'll get into it. Like, you guys have a bunch of new material that you're going to be releasing yeah. sometime this year. You just got the award. It seems like you've been relatively consistent with putting out music over the years. And it just seems like the time flies. I feel like the issue is when bands have been a band for a long time, but they're like ability to just be productive just stagnates over time. And it's like, Oh, well maybe we're only putting out an album every four years and we're only playing shows every, you know, it makes yeah. it really, really hard, but it seems like you guys have been relatively productive. You know, is that intentional? Like, do you, have you like ever come into uh, come across a moment in time where maybe things did slow down and you start to feel that drift? It's real easy for it to like, 
for, you know, two weeks off to turn into two months to turn into yeah. six. If and you're that, not careful. Kind of, I was scared at first about the pandemic happening. I was like, Oh no, like what <laughs> all this momentum we built up for mm-hmm. the years, like what's going to happen now. And like, we don't have shows and you know what, what happens now. But I mean, really we, we have always just tried to stay productive in any way we can. Um, and uh, you know, just, just searching for new outlets to release our music. Once we record an album, uh, we, we reinvent the songs a lot of times for live show. Like we'll, we'll create a uh, live version of it that sometimes is a little bit more extended. Um, so we're always trying to just reinvent, uh, everything and keep it interesting rather than stagnant. Yeah. I feel like if you really give a shit about what you're doing, the work never ends. And yeah, like, that's true. And, yeah. and being an independent band in modern times, it's even crazier if you start getting into like the promotional side of things and yeah. all of that, the many hats that we have to wear. Yeah. We already have yeah. a couple hats on yeah. right now, but plenty, <laughs> plenty more invisible hats that many people don't see. Uh, so you, come from, I'm, you know, you probably were in bands through MySpace and Reverb Nation oh, yeah. and all that shit. So like, how have you personally been able to adjust with just like promoting music when like, it seems like every three years or so we have to like completely reinvent the way that we market ourselves. I'm, I'm always trying to keep update, uh, updated with, uh, what's the new thing, you know, uh, there's been a few social media sites too that, uh, I saw the people saying like, Oh, this is a new one here. So I I hurry up and sign up and I'll sign up the band for it too. And sometimes they, you know, become a little bit of something. Sometimes they don't. (laughs) And and we're we're out there. I'm just looking for new outlets all the time to keep it going. But yeah, man, MySpace, pure volume. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really easy to romanticize all of that, but I would love to like go back knowing what I know now and like, think about like, I wonder if it really was better or if I was just young and I was just excited to be sharing music with anybody, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I I did hear about MySpace though, that, uh, there's this kid that just started something that is, uh, very similar to my space. Oh yeah. The, the to space. Hang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I made an account yesterday, actually. I did too. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, it would be cool if they are able to, uh, integrate some sort of a music thing. It seems like yeah. it's, it's pretty bare bones though, the way yeah. they have it right now, it's pretty rudimentary, but it's still pretty cool. Uh, and honestly, I mean, I still have friends that like, you know, come out to shows if I'm out of town that I met on MySpace that'll come still see my dumb bands, which is wild to me. So yeah, I I definitely had a lot that, uh, kind of like went over to, you know, through the years. Yeah. Like hung on there. So that's pretty cool. You know, so even outside of social media, you mentioned that, you know, this Derek Woods band got started on the other side of the country in (laughs) LA, which is a place, you know, where, dreams happen or don't yeah. happen, whatever they say. Right. And I'm curious about your perspective and time spent there in reflecting back on it. Like how much do you think your city matters in terms of like the potential success of a band in 2020, 2021? Well, uh, being in LA, it, it was very hard just because there were so many bands trying to do the same thing. Uh, but I, you know, I just tried to get everything I could out of being there. Um, I was working for a record label at the time. So, uh, working as a tour manager. And so I was just soaking up everything that I learned there and uh, put it toward my own group. But man, Pittsburgh, it's just, there, there's no other place like Pittsburgh. I, I, I've been all over the country, other countries, and it's just no other place like Pittsburgh. It's, you know, the sure. the scene, the uh, community, everything is. So I don't know. I, I, I think uh, being in Pittsburgh has been awesome. We're just kind of right now where we're at, um, you know, especially with the, the pandemic where a lot of stuff's virtual. We're, we're just, you know, this is our home base and wherever we need to be, 
virtually we can do that right now. So, totally. Totally. <laughs> I, you know, I feel like, you know, you can, you can write a song from anywhere. You can rehearse anywhere. And I feels as though like everything's becoming so much less about just like being in like whatever niche sort of social circle that you have. Because now, yeah. like even when you go out, it's like way harder to make friends in public now than it was 10 years ago because everybody's just staring at their phones all the time. Anyways, it's like, True. that's the, that's the neighborhood. You just got to get in there, you know, just send somebody Seriously, in yeah. LA a friend request and you'll probably have better luck talking to them than if you ran into Seriously. them at a club. Seriously. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah you're right. That is, that is a weird thing that's been happening for a while. It's just slowly, slow, you know, we're just interacting less as humans and we're, uh, you know, it's all online. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, but it's not all not all negative. No, no. Hence, we got this, but it is a little. I don't know. I, I, I guess you can you can poo poo anything if you think hard enough. So, yeah, I mean you can reflect on it, but uh, hey, man, you gotta you gotta stay with the times and keep moving forward with it or get left behind. Absolutely. Know? So let's dig a bit into what's going on right now. Currently with the Derek Woods band, you have a new album that is on the horizon, I believe. So exciting. Uh, we, so that's one of the things we did during, during the quarantine here. We uh, were productive and we wrote a full length album. We demoed it on our own. Then we were able to go into a, a local studio and record it all. And, then we sent it out for mastering to uh, an engineer in Los Angeles and he, he finished it up and the album's done right now. We're just, uh, just doing the business side of everything, the finishing touches and plan to release it this, this late spring, most likely. Cool. Cool. Yeah. It, it's whoops. That's the wrong damn screen. There's so <laughs> much, uh, there's so much that goes into, recording an album and I say this all the time but congrats for even just getting it together because from like writing the songs to recording like writing everything to learning it to recording it to mulling over it you know figuring out if the guitars are panned correctly if the drums sound like you all that yeah. stuff it's so much work and uh it's great that you know you guys got it done it's awesome you sound really excited about it which is super yeah. cool and we feel really good about it, man. It's some really strong material, I think. And it was a different process too. Uh, normally we're, we're in a room all together and we're uh, working out the parts and pre-production and everything. And this time around, it, it was a little different where we, we demoed everything uh, remotely. And we basically, you know, like I said, Hey, here's, here's the, the basic parts for the song. And everyone recorded their parts remotely, wrote their parts remotely, and we pieced it all together and went into the studio. <laughs> and like, yeah. you know, we then we had to basically learn the songs as a band after. So like, that's kind of, we're at the end of that right now of uh, having all those songs down and getting ready for shows again. There's something really cool about writing like that because I've been doing that a lot as well with my bandmates uh, mm -hmm. over the course of the pandemic. And we were even starting to get into doing this prior to the pandemic because it's like a situation where like, okay, if we're lucky, all of us can get together once a week be in the yeah. same room. Now there yeah. may be other days where a couple of us can get together and this and that, but all five of us in the same room once a week, if we're lucky, but yeah. everybody has computers, everybody can work on things on their own. And we're just like, yeah. fuck it, man. Like if you got some extra time this night, why not, you know, write some MIDI drums and then you could send yeah. them to somebody and they can put down a guitar part over it. And then the next time you all get together, at least it's not like a, well, what do we do? And someone's like, well, I got this little idea. It's like, Oh no, like, we exactly. have like, this whole, you know, two minutes of material that we were able to kind of get out there. That's another great positive thing about the internet. And like file sharing yeah. is crazy now. Yeah, it is. It, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's it, the thinking about like, uh, what was it that, uh, remember that band, the, the postal service and they like, Oh yeah. Yeah. They did uh when they did that album, it was all like sending stuff back and forth through the mail. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 
that's insane to think about like that idea. He was going through a really hard time during that too, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't I don't know too much of the the whole the whole backstory personally. Yeah, I just remember yeah. hearing about that. And at the time, like when that album came out, I was like, oh, that seems that seems cool because it was definitely before like Dropbox was a thing that we yeah. could just like in Google yeah, Drive and all right. this shit. Yeah, that's true. Uh but it it's there's something kind of like romantic about that concept of like, yeah, you have to wait for it to come in the mail. But also yeah. now it's kind of wild to just be like, here's something that I just recorded earlier today and I could just send it to you through my cell phone. How crazy. In like two seconds. There you go. It's oh, insane, man. How far we've gone. <laughs> uh, and in terms of releasing albums, aside from recording the ding dong thing and you get it all, <laughs> done and ready to go now it's like well when are we gonna release it how early in advance are we going to get it uploaded so we could submit for playlists and yada yada <laughs> da, 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 all of that stuff it's like you're probably in the middle of all of that right now yeah that's that's kind of where we're at because right <laughs> even cds are like i mean it's a thing that like you have to have but at the same time it's i mean they're they're kind of going away so it's yeah, it's it's so weird because you know I I I have a couple different bands and uh, my metal band can sell the hell out of CDs. Yeah, because it's like, well, our target demo is like people our age and older, which are all like you know mid thirties and up <laughs> people yeah. that still buy CDs. But yeah. then like my yeah. hip hop stuff. I have like a slightly younger demographic that listens to that. And none of them fucking want CDs at all. It's such a weird, like juxtaposition. (laughs) I remember talking with, um, I had, uh, Chris from punchline on the show a couple months ago. This is a great guy. Yeah. And we were talking about, I think when they were doing shows, uh, maybe with like the gin blossoms or somebody he was talking about how they never sold CDs. And I was like, well, how many CDs did you sell at those gin blossom shows? And he was like, actually, now that you think of, now that you think of, now that you bring it up a lot. I was like, yeah, because you're playing to an older demographic. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, you know, I imagine he actually did a bunch of our, uh, our uh, lyric music videos. Oh, super cool. For our band. Yeah. Small, small city. Yeah. You know, I find that, you know, I imagine the type of music that you do that's like more Americana, rock based, uh, accessible. You know, there are a lot more opportunities for you to have like a pretty diverse and wide array of like people that listen to your music. Like, what have you noticed, you know, back before the pandemic? Like, what your sort of crowd was looking like? Was it like a, a common crowd or was it always like a hodgepodge of people? Uh, it's kind of a mix. Um, you know, we, we always wanted to appeal to, uh, you know, wide range of different ages and types of people. Um, that's kind of, you know, like sort of the way that say like Tom Petty was, um, you know, a lot of different types of people like Tom Petty. I mean, you might be into rap, hip hop, you might be into country music, Yeah, but you know, so many people like Tom Petty. Um, and there's a lot of artists that are kind of like that. And that's what we've always aimed for. Um, and then we kind of just fell into the Americana genre. Sure. <laughs> so, you know, that's, you know, you know yeah, it, we, we've always tried to appeal to a large audience and kind of have that timeless sound. Totally. You know, what's really interesting when you think about like rock and roll as a whole is not very old. Yeah. It's a pretty mm-hmm. young yeah. genre. And when like a lot of the greats, you know, the people that we call the greats, like, you know, whatever name you want to throw out there. When a lot of them were doing their thing, there was no such thing really as like demographics in terms of who listens to music. There was no old people to listen to that music yet because it was just so fresh for everybody. So now it's really weird thinking about like, oh, this is something that could appeal to somebody that's in their 60s or their 70s or in their teens or their 20s and like you know whenever tom petty was first putting out stuff i don't think it was like it was a lot more isolated and i wonder like if that like helped in a weird way with like not worrying so much about like who is this music going to appeal to and instead you just write the music for it to be whatever it is you know yeah 
I, I definitely think it was different for sure. There's, there's a lot of different genres now, you know, and uh, even thinking back to like, say like Woodstock, you know, we look back now and they're like jam bands and things like that, but they just went by pop, you know, that was yeah. pop music, <laughs> you know? So it, it wasn't, it wasn't, there's so many sub genres now and, it's it's crazy, man. Yeah. With, with with your personal music journey, have you ever dove into working with any other styles of music? Maybe not necessarily for like the air quote Derek Woods band, but just for fun? Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm into pretty much every genre, you know, different style of music. And I, I've always been interested in doing that, just being in, you know, writing kind of different kinds of songs. Uh and some of the other members of Derek was band as well. Like they, they jump around different stuff and jazz and they've done, uh, you know, accompanying uh, hip hop artists and different things. So it's, you know, we're always interested in doing different stuff like that. I think that's cool. I'm curious, you know, over your, your journey as a singer songwriter, is there anything that maybe in like the past decade of your life, any styles of music or artists that maybe you just, did not give a shit about when you were younger, but you come, you kind of like grew into having some sort of an appreciation for them through like, just like your time spent as a singer songwriter and starting to like engage and take in music in a different way. I mean, there's, there's so many singer songwriters that more I listen to them. I'm like, wow, they're so good. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of bands, you know, in the beginning I was like, eh, but, uh, you know, more I, I became a songwriter and, uh, you know, writing songs really opened up a lot about those songs and bands. Yeah, there, there are a lot of groups. And then, you know, on the flip, is there anything that maybe, you know, you thought was like the bee's fucking knees when you were like a teenager, but now looking back on it, you're like, holy smokes. I can't, like, what was I thinking? Yeah, back when I was a teenager, a lot of, uh, you know, like, pop punk bands and stuff like that. And sure. Like, you know, punk rock bands and, uh, you know, it, yeah, looking back now, it's, you know, some of them, I was like, wow, they're amazing. Now it's just like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's an interesting. Some of those bands, you know, they, they still stick out to me, but. Sure, you know, a, a good song's a good song, but I feel like in order to, like, it's very difficult. I feel like to age gracefully, especially in like the pop punk genre only yeah. because it's such a like unapologetically adolescent thing. That's like where the energy comes from. And I'm not saying that yeah. in a negative way. That's just, it, it. you know, that's, it has like a youthful energy to it. And it's like, yeah. if you're going to age and keep continuing to make this music, it's like, you have to find a way to do it gracefully and maybe still like mature with the, with the sound, you know, yeah. I think like punchlines, a band that was able to do it to bring them up again. Absolutely. Uh, they were. Yeah. But you know, there are other bands that uh, maybe haven't aged so gracefully, but yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's very interesting just figuring out like, I don't know. It's just interesting growing as a musician because like the type of music that you listen to starts to change and what you appreciate and what you don't appreciate starts to change. And it starts to really reflect in like what you want to do as an artist. And if you're like somebody like me or you who are like, we put music out under our name, right. Yeah. You know, it's not just like this uh, ambiguous thing. It's like, there's again, it goes back to that responsibility I was talking about at the beginning of the conversation. Cause it's like, I have a responsibility, you know, maybe to people that listen to my music to like deliver things that they're coming to expect. But I also want to push the boundaries, but how far do you push them with like, you know, it's like that, that tightrope between like, well, uh, it's crazy too, man. Yeah. Like, you know, going by your name, like you evolve as a person. So, you know, it's, of course your music's going to evolve, uh, I feel bad, honestly, for the kind of people that are stuck in, in a genre, you know, and they, if they do something a little bit different, they, you know, their fans aren't open to that, that, you know, that isn't, it, it, you have to evolve. That's just human nature. Yeah. It's, it's really, really interesting to see, um, somebody like, a like a machine gun Kelly speaking of pop yeah. punk, right? Like, uh, yeah. 
deciding to embrace this entirely different side of himself, but actually managed to like do it very successfully, which was really yeah, cool. I mean, I, I guess they're, they're saying he's bringing it back, you know? So Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, it's like for one, you got like Travis Barker on your team who is like, you oh, know, yeah. the, the, yeah. the, the godfather of, of yeah. pop punk basically and genre crossing because he was doing yeah. all that like hip hop crossover stuff for over the past, like since yeah. the MySpace days, you know what I mean? Seriously, like seriously, yeah, you know, he he's the definitely the right person to bring on board for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing too, with those songs is like, you know, I don't really give a shit about any of those songs. Like I'm not going to listen to them, but I can listen yeah. to a song and be like, that's a, damn good song and they're damn good songs like they're really well written fun radio friendly squeaky clean pop punk nonsense but it's like good and i I, I, you know uh my friend uh indigo who i do like a, a synth project with um she showed it to me and i was like i hate this but also yeah. I understand why you like it and why everybody else does. Like, it's just not, yeah. I am not the target demo here for this, but I, yeah. it, it's good. It's really good. I, I'm a mix on it. I, I, you know, like there's some songs I, I do like on it, but I, I had to listen, sit down and listen to the whole thing to hear the ones that I did like. Um, Cause I, I'm still one of those, those guys that sit down and listen to the full album. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah, there, there were, there were some songs on that, that new album that I liked, but I did have to dive in and kind of listen to the whole thing. Yeah. It's really interesting to hear. Um, I mean, outside of the machine gun Kelly stuff, because um, things recycle, you know, every, every decade or two you get those, that stuff will happen. But um, also like one, like there's a lot of things that are in like the more modern I guess what people were considering hip hop or rap or R and B these days. And like, there's a lot of really weird stuff. And I'm like, I can't believe this is popular. Not because I don't like it. It's just really strange to me. Like a Billie Eilish blows my mind that she is as big as she is. Not because I don't think the music is, is bad. It's just like, this is like very almost unaccessible. Like how did it like, what crossed over on this? It's so like, anti-pop in a lot of ways but also incredibly catchy it's just really strange that that was that yeah the the money and the power and all these things that were like you know behind the scenes that really helped somebody get to that level because talent only gets you so far decided like well we're gonna roll the dice on billy eilish i think it's cool i'm glad that they did that's somebody she she won so many awards too yeah that's somebody that I'm really excited to see like grow uh, as an artist, like her and her brother who she produces yeah. all that stuff with Yeah, seeing the two of them, like over the next decade, I think is going to be a lot of fun and really interesting because like you could tell that like, they're still kind of figuring it out. So it's going to be really, yeah. it's going to be, you really- know what? I, I watched an interview with her brother too, uh, which was really cool. Just seeing how, cause they do a lot of stuff, I guess, you know, from their own studio. Yeah. And just seeing how they created some of the, the beats and stuff like that. They, they, you know, household items and uh, one, you know, they recorded a uh, traffic, you mm-hmm. know, like. Yeah. In cross. Australia. Yeah. So it's like, you know, that I think that's cool, you know? Yeah. But, I, I think that it's really cool that all that stuff exists. And I wish that like more people would see those videos because it like yeah. makes me appreciate everything that's going on so much more. It's like yeah. this unrealistically human element to it. It's like this wasn't like some manufactured in a studio lab sort of thing. It's like, no, it's like these are a couple of music dorks, just like me and you yeah. and anybody else. <laughs> they have been making weird songs in their bedroom yeah. for like the past decade. Yeah. And like, you know, now they've figured it out and it's like, okay, sure. Like maybe she's only, you know, 19, 20, however old she is, but mm-hmm. her and her brother have been doing stuff since they were like literal children. I know. That's, that's and it's true. like, what have you been doing for the past 10 years? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's so easy to naysay it, but like they put in a lot of work and I think it's really cool. So I'm excited yeah, to see cool. what's going on, you know, in the future for them. And just the fact that like an album that was recorded in a bedroom with somebody sitting yeah. on a bed and no, no isolation or none of this fancy shit. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's wild that technology is at that point where you can record a really fucking good yeah. album 
and you don't need like all of the fancy shit. I know it's, it's, I don't know. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's, it's uh, kind of, it's like, wow, that, that is, I think a good thing for music. You know? I, I like, th- yeah. I think, it, I think it's awesome in a lot of ways. It makes it hard because obvi- there's a lot more, uh, we'll say the, the pond's a little bit denser these days. You know, yeah. I, I remember back around like when MySpace was happening, like I had been playing in bands for a little bit. And I don't know, again, if this was me just not being as aware of my surroundings, but it felt like there wasn't as many people in bands back in like the mid 2000s as there is now. Like, yeah. in, like in high school, like there was one band in my yeah. high school. Oh, yeah, man. You're I think you're right. I think you're right. But like now I remembered like, you know, like a few years like after. I had graduated and things like that. And I'm, you know, I'm playing shows. Now I'm playing shows with like all of these teenagers that go to the same high school that I went to. And I'm yeah. like, what, like, how is there so many bands now when there was fucking nothing when I was your age? It's cool. Yeah. But it's like, what yeah. happened to make this more accessible? I don't know. I, I don't know because that, it was a couple of years ago. I was like, where are these bands playing? Cause we used to book like, uh, you know, like fire halls and, mm-hmm. A community centers, whatever we were, we were kids, you know. So it's like, where are they playing? But I mean, really, there there has been tons of bands popping up now, and that's great. You know, younger kids are still at it. So no, that's awesome. I, I, it's crucial. You know, youth drives the culture, and I'm always yeah. excited to see younger bands, especially like younger bands that are excited to be. Uh, on stage and playing, even if they're not great, if they got like a good energy, it's like, they'll figure it out. You got to give them them opportunities to actually play fuck up a little bit. As long as they're cool. I'm always happy to like have younger bands opening up for us on shows and things like that. Also, it's just like, because like, that's the thing. It's like, how do you, I think it also helps me keep that sort of like youthful energy. Like you see a band like that play, that's just figuring it out. And you remember what it was like, you know, you spend all of your time just playing with other grumps, you know, yeah. <laughs> then it's going to make it a lot more miserable to be out and about and playing shows. Absolutely. I was hosting a, a weekly thing for a while whenever I wasn't on the road and out of town. Uh, and it was just, you know, bringing in some live, live music and, opening up the stage. Um, and I would bring, you know, I would have a whole light set up and sound and, uh, we'd have a lot of young talent coming in and it was amazing to see some of these people, uh, just, you know, cause they, there was a lot of them that, you know, their parents would bring them sometimes and they would tell me, thank you so much for giving them an outlet to the play because this is, you know, this, they don't have any other places to play, you know? Yeah. And so that, it's definitely cool to see that that younger age group blossoming, growing. In terms of, you know, scenes, whenever you, I guess it may have been really strange because whenever you had left your band from the the early 2010s and mm-hmm. you say so that that band you left or it ended or whatever happened. And then you went to LA and then you started doing solo stuff. So like, it was like probably a major scene change, not only for like maybe the kind of music that you were trying to pursue, but also geographically. I'm curious, like what it was like, maybe the first time operating in a different music scene in terms of like finding people and seeing like the attitudes of different people. But I imagine it's probably hard to answer it in the way that I'm thinking about it because it was also a different city and not just like a different demographic. It it was starting from ground zero, basically. And, uh, both musically and trying to find people that, that style music interested and just just building the fan base from ground zero. But then, you know, there, there were some people that followed me from, you know, past, past groups and, you know, that knew my music, but, you know, it, it was a definitely a, a change and it's crazy through the years how how everything's evolved and mm-hmm. the fans that have followed us since the very start of Derek Wood's band. Um, and they got to see how the band definitely changed through all the years. I, I have a buddy who played 
in a post-hardcore band for a long time <laughs> here. And, you know, we played a lot of shows together. The whole fire hall, banquet hall, small club sort of thing, right? And it was always with like other hardcore bands and metal bands and things like that. And he stopped playing for a couple years and then he started doing more singer songwritery solo yeah. stuff and started going out and doing like open mic nights and stuff. And I remember talking with him about it and I was like, so like, what's it been like for you? You know, like going out and playing again. And the thing that he said to me was so funny. He was like, I didn't know that there was nice people in the music scene. It was like him introducing himself, like getting into like a completely different world opened up this whole thing where it was like, yeah, well now you're actually playing, like you're going to these open mic nights and you're meeting other musicians who are actually passionate, want to be there, listen to other people's music and network and do all that cool stuff. When you're playing in, you know, metal bands as a teenager, it's like everyone's there to kind of watch their friends or hang out and, you know, go across the street and get pizza and all that dumb shit. It's not like, like it's a community, but it's a different kind of thing. It's not so much about like, it's a bad time to actually give a shit about like your art. (laughs) Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. not what anybody's there. No, nobody's there for like your your passion as a as a yeah. musician. Everybody just kind of wants to be a part of this thing that's happening. Yeah, I mean it's different to have that background too. You know, like coming from a different scene too. You know, and playing in different types of bands. Mm-hmm. It's cool to have that. You know, that's all that builds what you are now. You know, what's really funny is like even when I think about it. Um, in my days when I was just doing like solo rap stuff, it would be like me and an iPod and that's it before I had a band. Um, you know, I started out naturally just playing rap shows because that's what I thought made sense. And then I ended up playing like a metal hardcore show, just opening up because I was friends with some of the other people that were playing and it ended up being like the best experience for me. But it's funny because like that experience that was the same crowd that my other friend had a bad experience in. So it's like how different things work for different people, you know? Uh, Yeah. Just like the, at the time, the, the, the underground hip hop community just like did not, I just don't think I was just way too weird. You know, like (laughs) it's, it's always kind of weird being like the white kid for some reason, even, I mean, it's so strange to me because like the, has there ever been a time that there wasn't white rappers? Not really. Like, you know, if you, if if you, if you really go back like to maybe in like, you could say in the eighties, nineties, it could have been a little odd, but now for how long hip hop has been a genre, you know, the beastie boys have been in it since pretty much the beginning. Yeah. And, and, but all that being said, it's still, there's still always kind of like the trope of, you know, the white kid rapping. And then at the time I had like wacky hair and lip piercings and, <laughs> you know, skinny jeans and some yeah. heavy metal t-shirt, like, you know, just yeah, very, yeah. Mu- very much like, <laughs> you know, uh, I had that, uh, had that fuck you energy at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like now in hindsight, I could, I would have probably tried to, uh, not necessarily like tone down myself, but I, I would have been thinking more about like, Oh, like, being being a part of the crowd playing to the the demographic yeah. and because i think more about that stuff now as like a an, an older more seasoned uh entertainer i suppose i'm always thinking oh, about yeah I, I i think about that stuff a lot even though there's you know that that young punk in me wants to be like it doesn't fucking matter what the fuck you're wearing <laughs> and i'm like no nah, people are going to see a show and whether they think about it or not like subconsciously, like if you're, if you look like shit on stage, it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna come off in a weird way to the people that are watching you, whether they realize yeah. it or not. Yeah, that's true. True, man. I, I know in, in the beginning also going back to whenever I was just starting to uh, do solo stuff, I was working for a label and it was a metal label. So like my whole circle at that time was, uh, you know, like a lot of the metal crowd, it was, um, label called century media records. Yeah. And, uh, so like my whole crowd was all, you know, a lot of the metal. So I was kind of finding myself in that time. Cause I wasn't writing metal music, you know? So it, it, it was definitely interesting to, uh, kind of cross cross promote, but you know, across the genres crazy. When you were, when you were working in that, 
in that time frame, you know, did you find like, and were you into any of the music or were you really like outside of yourself? Just kind of like, I don't understand what the fuck's going on here, but Hey, job's a job. Let's, let's make it work. It was a little bit of a mix of both. Um, it, it kind of threw me back to, you know, like the, whenever I was like way younger, you know, being into more into that style of music, um, you know, like way, way back, like screamo bands and, you yeah. know, stuff like that. and uh, it, it was kind of just like a, threw me back into that time. Um, of course, you know, there were, there were some that was just like, eh, I'm not really into that as much, but um, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a bit of a mix. Bit of a mix. It was cool to, I fell into that genre for a while and I saw myself listening to that kind of music a lot more. Yeah. In terms of, you know, the, the future now, let's, let's, let's get back to where we are currently. We don't know exactly when this album is going to be coming out, but it'll come out at some point in time and there'll be all these things that you're going to be doing. What is like the one thing that you're hoping to accomplish with the band this year? If there's like one main goal at all well we're, we're hoping uh we're, we're trying to make our plans right now to uh get back out there playing a lot more um and getting this album out there uh, we're hoping you know everything with the world is a little bit better this year and we can we're going to do some uh outdoor shows and uh we do have a couple of theater shows planned and uh, we, we started doing some uh, drive-in shows right before everything kind of happened, um, like really bad where everything was really shut down. So trying to get back into that as well. Um, and uh, we'll have some new music videos out and we just hope to get the travel a little bit more again. Back yeah. on the and, you know, just push this new music out there and share it with, with everyone. Yeah. I think that, you know, I, I feel, uh, I'm really happy for the people such as you and other like, like genre ish styled bands, because there's a lot more opportunity for you guys right now versus like the death metal bands. Uh, you know, it's, you know, we actually got, um, somebody that has like a restaurant somewhere is trying to do some sort of a metal thing. And I was like, this seems cool. And I'm sure that there's a demographic for like metal heads that just want to see some metal and they'll probably want to sit down and you know, what do you, you eat like a burger or ribs when you listen to metal, right? I don't know like what the metal food is. (laughs) Um, but like, I cannot for the life of me, like imagine playing music that intense in that sort of an environment. Like it just seems so absurd to me personally, but I also like, don't know what the space looks like. I was like, maybe if we can go check it out, get a feel yeah. for the room, <laughs> see what it looks like. Cause in my head, I have like the worst possible scenario, you know, <laughs> the, the picture that's painted in my head, but you know, a lot more of like the casual rock, more accessible pop focus things. It's like you could, you've probably already played plenty of shows to a room full of people just sitting down and chilling prior to the pandemic. So it's probably no fucking different. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely feel bad for, you know, there's certain genres that aren't, aren't able to kind of, you know, make it through this. So yeah. You you like need the, need the nightclub, you know? Yeah. 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 There's a, there's definitely like some uh, some bootleg underground. Don't tell anybody basement yeah. things that are happening. <laughs> and like, sure. and like I uh, as much as I'm like my um that young don't give a fuck punk attitude. <laughs> I'm like hell yeah. I'm really glad that that's happening. But I'm like I'm not fucking going. I don't want to yeah. be a part of that at all. It just seems like the worst idea for me personally. But I guess yeah. hey. knock your socks off whatever you know it's so it's so hard i don't know like what the right or the wrong thing is to do just gotta wait wait till i know wait till it feels right for me i suppose yeah i think that's kind of what everyone's sort of going by at this point yeah and i feel like it's gonna like it's gonna and i feel like no matter what um whoever like the first bands to actually start going out and playing shows again is like they're gonna get shit for it in oh, some yeah. way. And it's like, yep. you know, they're going to have to be like the, 
the the ones that uh i mean this is like a very i'm not trying to bring religion into it but like you know the one person that the band that gets crucified in one way or another so everybody else yeah. can start playing <laughs> shows again like that's it's like who's gonna do that i don't know yeah i have no i know, I, I, know I want to see the flaming lips though right now they have the everyone's in the bubbles oh yeah i heard about that <laughs> that just seems like some shit they would have done anyways i know it is <laughs> yeah it, it's so <laughs> an interesting time i think that I think that if you are able to be in a position where you can go with the flow and not take yourself too seriously, I think you can find a way to make it through this. Like I've yeah. seen like, you know, like some like a like a couple bands that I'm friends with that are like more extreme heavy bands mm-hmm. starting to do like real goofy stuff on Twitch that's like way out of character for them, but it's like Oh, really? But yeah. like it makes sense. Like they're still engaging an audience. They're kind of letting, like, dropping their guard a bit. Like dropping the the tough guy shit and just kind of like, well, we have nothing else to do. Let's have some fun. It's nice to yeah. see that. Like having some people lighten up a yeah. bit. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it's definitely been different times to try to keep your audience engaged. And mm-hmm. there isn't shows. You gotta figure out what to do next. Yeah, I think that the um the live stream thing I think is pretty dead at this point. Yeah. Did you do any of that? Uh, in the very, very beginning. Uh, but you know, and mostly just solo stuff The just the sound quality for so many of them were just horrible. Yeah. It was like, oh, I'm, I'm just over this. We, we did do a couple um, just recently, some more like professional ones that were, you know, on a real stage and, you know, everything uh, is is pro, but I'm talking about like, you know, that you scroll through your Facebook newsfeed and it's from a cell phone. You know, it's. Yeah, I mean. Oh, quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 it got it was very, very, very exhausting very quickly. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's like it's funny because. um my metal band now it's like we have like all of the resources that we need to do a really good live stream yeah and i was like you know a couple months ago i was like maybe we should do this and now i'm like i feel like i don't want to do this at all even if we can't play a show i just don't i don't know Uh, if it's worth it or not i have no idea yeah no idea the i i don't know i gotta think more about it i also like have a bad habit of always thinking like worst case scenario type of things. Got to think yeah. about, like, I mean, you know, it's like maybe just put it out there and if people actually want to see it, maybe it's just kind of like, well, suck it up, buttercup. Your fans yeah, actually yeah. give a shit. So do yeah. it for them. Yeah, that's true. I think that it's a little bit difficult for me too, because like I, I technically I'm in three bands. So like, you know, two of those projects have already released, um, new like new albums in the pandemic and now i'm gonna be releasing a third one and it's like that cycle it's just so exhausting because i have to be you know band dad for all of the projects in a lot of ways so i'm the one that's uploading everything and getting everything yeah, already like yeah. <laughs> it's just like I, I have the same kind of thing i'm i'm like the you know i i i'm the guy that wears a lot of hats and mm-hmm. i handle a lot of like the management and booking and everything and I have, I have three groups as well. I, you know, aside from Derek Woods band, I perform with my dad. Oh yeah. 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 You didn't mention that. And, and I perform with my wife as a more like a stripped down acoustic folky type stuff. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely crazy doing the, all the different, different projects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, again, why, why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> well, that's cool that, I mean, you, you're playing with your wife, so that's cool. You at least have support there, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I lucked out. Yeah. That, that, that's huge. I feel that, you know, without the, the support of people like that doing what we do is probably impossible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely locked out with that one. Mm-hmm. What, what, with, you know, the, the future of Derek Woods in general, you know, where do you see yourself 
in 36 years. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I, I have to be, uh, you know, I don't know. Reckon, it's hard to say. Recognize <laughs> for my for my songwriting, and I I hope to uh, you know perfect that craft more to where it, it you know it maybe should be recognized, and uh, just keep writing some better songs than the last one, you know, mm-hmm. and and uh, just uh, you know, conf- I, I'm sure in in 30 years i'm gonna be still like oh i want to do this better i want to do you know i want to achieve this you know so i'm sure i'm never gonna settle for <laughs> anything with my my wife and i were actually just just joking about this because um you know we just finally won this award and that was a pretty big accomplishment for us and she was laughing because she was like oh you know you you'd win a grammy and you'd still be complaining that, you know, you only want a Grammy for one song, <laughs> you know? Sure, sure, sure. You have a one hit wonder and, you know, it's like, only got to have another hit. So it's, I'm sure I'll still be driving it ahead in 30 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to, you got to. I think yeah. that it's, it's an interesting thing because you don't, you don't want to be in a position where you can't take the time to, what would stop and smell the roses. Right. Yeah. But also without that drive, it's like, what is going to encourage you to keep going and push yourself and challenge yourself to do new outside of the box things. If you don't have that voice kind of beating yourself up in the back of your head. Yeah. And I I do think, you know, with, with the pandemic and having to stop playing shows and we were just, you know, just full force ahead for so long for years. Um, and, you know, doing five shows every week, you know, four or five shows every single week. And then just, you know, everything else that's involved with that. Um, it was really nice to just stop and like kind of rebalance, step back and be like, Hey, we, we have done, you know, a lot and accomplished a lot. And what are we going to focus on next? It, It has been a really cool time to stop and smell the roses a little bit, you know, Mm-hmm we can cool yeah hell yeah so you'll have to keep me god damn it wrong screen you'll have to keep (laughs) me uh in the loop keep everybody in the loop with whenever you're gonna be finally releasing this i imagine you'll probably have like a single or a video or something yes we will Uh, yeah kind of impatiently uh waiting (laughs) we're really excited to get this new music out there and we will have a video and couple of them so before we before we wrap the whole thing up where can people find the Derek woods band i imagine it's not a hard thing to find yeah you can find us honestly on almost any social media you have uh, we're on spotify uh, we're on youtube we have our uh music videos on youtube our latest uh video that just won an award was unforgiving tree and that's on youtube uh, we have the question music video on there. And then we have some older ones as well. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on um, DerekWoodsBand.com. We're on Instagram. Yeah, we're everywhere. Super cool. So before we get out of here, is there anything else you would like to say as we uh, round the station? Choo-choo. Thank you so much for having me, man. Yo, you're I- super welcome. <laughs> It's good to hang out, man. Totally, totally. I'm glad we finally got to do this. Apologies yeah, that you're not again. sitting here right next to me, but we'll make that happen. We'll definitely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, we'll definitely make that happen. One thousand percent. I'm, uh, whenever it's okay to be around people again, I'm going to be moving this show out of my house and back into a studio space that's going to be big enough to accommodate live bands. And, oh, nice, and man. I've yeah. been planning on kind of doing that like podcast slash VH1 storyteller slash NPR tiny desk sort of all that together. Like I want to be able to like sit down, have them play songs, talk about shit, bullshit in between, you know, do all that. So nice. that sounds awesome. I have all this stuff. I got all the ding dong stuff sitting in my basement. I just yeah. need need things to lift and then we can uh, <laughs> we can make it happen. So definitely get you in for that whenever the time is appropriate. So I'm going to do my outro and then we're just going to get the hell out of here. 
Alrighty, and that is all, folks. Thanks so much for being here one more time. Derek Woods, make some noise. Woo! I'll be back again next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat 2020. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening. And we are done, my friend. That is a podcast. We did it. We made it happen. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Cool, man. Just going to fade this out. And that is it. 